Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the disparity in vaccine distribution between rural and urban Maharashtra. We also discuss BJP's response to the second wave of the virus along with the latest COVID updates. As the vaccine drive in India progresses at its own pace, the starkness of the rural urban divide when it comes to healthcare has become all the more prominent. The increasing number of cases and the relatively lower rate of vaccination in rural areas indicate another impending crisis. Case in point, Maharashtra. State Public Health Department data based on recorded infections and vaccinations show that tribal and rural districts in Maharashtra have a poor vaccination coverage and a huge population is at risk. To understand how rural urban vaccine disparity is widening in Maharashtra, which is ironically among the states with the highest number of vaccinations in the country, we were joined by Tabasum Barnagarwala. Tabasum, uh, to begin with, uh, to help our listeners understand the extent of the discrepancy that exists right now when it comes to vaccination, if you could compare the vaccination drive in rural and urban Maharashtra. See, Maharashtra's overall vaccination, if we check, based on the population that the state has, is just 3.5% so far covered with both doses. There are slightly more people covered with just a single dose. But fully immunization population is itself a really low percentage of the total population. Now, having said that, what we are noticing in Maharashtra is that the vaccination drive or the majority bulk of vaccination that Maharashtra so far has recorded, there are 2.06 crore vaccinations that have been done in the state, highest in India. But if we take a closer look at the data, we will find that there are major urban centers like Mumbai, Pune, Nagpur, Thane, Kolhapur, which are accounting for almost 50%, to be exact, 46% of total vaccinations in Maharashtra. Which means that if these five urban centers are covering close to half of the total vaccination, the entire state, remaining state, is then contributing to the other half. So most of the rural and tribal areas, we were looking at data in Nandurbar, Gachiroli, in Palghar, these are all tribal districts in Maharashtra. The vaccination coverage there is extremely poor. I will give you some examples here. Uh, we looked at Palghar. Palghar has a very tiny population. It has a population of 35 lakh people. And we see that there's a huge population which is currently vulnerable. Some 88% of people have either not been vaccinated or not been infected by COVID. But the immunization percentage there is extremely low. They have immunized less than 1% of population with both the doses. Similarly, in Nandurbar, we saw that the vaccination has been extremely low and the population at risk of uh, COVID infection is high. If you compare these districts with districts like Mumbai or Nagpur or Pune, you will find that the percentage of vaccination is high and the percentage of population actually uh, vulnerable to COVID infection is much lower than what we see in Palgar and Andurbar. Right. So can you tell us more about the districts of concern? Overall data of Maharashtra shows that there are at least seven to eight districts which have less than 20% of coverage done for people who are age 45 plus with their at least first dose. So I'm not talking about overall vaccination. I'm talking about vaccination of people aged more than 45 because they are the high-risk population. Uh, districts like Solhapur, Jalgaon, Gachiroli, uh, Hingoli, along with Palghar and Nandurbar have managed to vaccinate less than 20% of uh, people who are more than 45 years of age. 
in comparison to this we will see that there are districts like kolhapur nagpur pune sangli satara which had managed to actually vaccinate more than 45% of population which is more than 45 years of age so there is a clear difference in the the percentage coverage that within maharashtra in various districts we are also seeing that smaller rural districts which do not have tribal population also have a really poor vaccination coverage for example bir nanded parbhani these are semi urban semi rural populations and they have vaccinated between 21 to 25 percentage of their population which is more than 45 years of age and tabasum uh, what about gachiroli which has the highest tribal population so in gachiroli i was discussing with the health officer and the district health officer was telling us that they have not managed to actually cross over 3500 vaccinations per day since the vaccination drive began in january till date so data for gachiroli shows that they have more than 70% of tribal population of the total 11.7 lakh population which is there in the state and till date only 27737 people have been vaccinated which is a small number it will take them at least a year to then reach out to all the vulnerable population they have only managed to touch 4500 vaccinations per day which is their highest which was on may 12 so the district health officer is saying that there is a need to push for more vaccination centers they need to have more village to village drives and they need to have actually more vaccine doses allocated to them so that they can increase their vaccination drive the biggest problem that we are seeing in maharashtra is that there is a shortage of vaccine which is a problem in all the states but in maharashtra having seen that the first and the second wave caused a huge calamity it is very important that before the third wave comes which is expected by august at least a significant population is immunized so tabasum what are the glaring issues in the vaccination drive because of which this gap in access to vaccines right in the middle of a pandemic is only getting wider so we spoke with few experts and economists to get a sense of where maharashtra may be lacking because in absolute numbers maharashtra has the highest number of vaccinations done in india but if we take a closer look at the data between each state we will find that chatisgarh tripura jammu and kashmir even states that have poorer health infrastructure than maharashtra have covered more population than maharashtra when i say more population i am talking about the vulnerable population which is aged more than 45 years so the key reason behind this was that chatisgarh for example has more vaccination centers per 10000 population as compared to maharashtra so similarly jammu kashmir tripura even kerala and tamil nadu actually have more centers per uh, 10000 population so maharashtra needs to increase the number of vaccination centers it has not just in urban areas but also in rural areas second reason that we are seeing of the small percentage of coverage is of course the lack of enough vaccine doses to immunize a great population so that has been hindering maharashtra's daily vaccination figure to a great extent maharashtra was able to vaccinate above 22 lakh people in a week until april and now it is vaccinating between 7 to 9 lakh people in a week so the overall vaccination numbers have also fell because of the shortage and one of the most important reason that the government is overlooking or sort of not handling well is the vaccine hesitancy that we are seeing in slum pockets in minority groups in tribal areas people are just not ready to get vaccinated in tribal areas health officers are seeing that there are concerns that tribal population have about impotency they think that they'll have impotency if they get vaccinated some are thinking that they'll die after vaccination 
So now we have seen that a lot of people have contracted COVID-19 infection after the first dose and some of them have died even after their second dose. The health officers are finding it really difficult to counsel and convince people to get their doses because they do not have good enough answers to give. Also, there is not a strong drive in tribal areas happening to encourage people to come out for vaccination. So small, small episodes in one village in Gachiroli, a serpent died after first dose. It was a coincidence, but people thought that because he got vaccinated, he died. And then these kinds of stigmas and rumors take really strong public health awareness initiative to be quelled, which is not happening as of now. So I think these are the three main factors because of which we are seeing a disparity and smaller coverage in rural and tribal areas. Tabasum, another big reason for this disparity also seems to be in terms of access to technology, right? Uh, I mean, most people in rural areas would find it hard to use the Coven app. So if you can talk about how much of a role has that played in the vaccine disparity that we are seeing in Maharashtra right now? We spoke with R. Ram Kumar, who is an economist attached with the Tata Institute of Social Sciences. And he said he made few very valid points. He said that the government needs to learn from its universal immunization program. We have a program where we are vaccinating children. There is no software or mobile application that is being used. And we are able to cover a large section of children for polio, BCG, measles, rubella, rotavirus vaccination. So he's suggesting that for village level and for rural areas, you actually follow the door-to-door immunization technique because that is what is going to get a good coverage. If we expect people to book slots online and then come to a vaccination center, we need to understand that for a daily wager or a tribal who has very limited technological knowledge, he will first of all have no time to sit and book a slot, the liberty that a lot of people sitting at home right now have. And he will also not have the time to spend an entire day commuting to a far away vaccination center to just get a vaccination dose because there is already hesitancy in that population. So what he has suggested is that states should be given freedom to do away with the COVID app and go for door-to-door immunization once they get enough stock of vaccines in supply. Right. And uh, finally, Tabasam, you spoke to many experts regarding this vaccine disparity. What are their suggestions for plugging this gap? So we also spoke with a data specialist. Her name is Tejal Kantikar. She works in the National Institute of Advanced Studies, Bangalore. And she has been studying state-wise data of number of vaccination centers in each state. So she scrutinized data in April for one week and she found that Maharashtra had just 59 vaccination centers for 10,000 eligible populations. There were at least 14 states that had more centers than Maharashtra. So she's suggesting that you don't only focus vaccination centers in urban areas, but you provide vaccination centers in, if possible, each village or multiple vaccination centers in smaller rural districts so that people don't have to travel really long to get their vaccine dose. So one solution that a lot of experts are now saying is increase the number of vaccination centers, go to sub-center level, don't restrict yourself to district hospitals or primary health centers. That will also help villages get access to vaccine. Initially, the government of India had a concern that what if a person suffers from adverse reaction? But we have come to know so far that the number of adverse reactions are very low and it is safe to give vaccines at sub-center level if there is a doctor available who's trained in administering or giving the correct treatment when a person suffers AEFI. So I think it is time that we go to village level to vaccinate people. And now coming to the BJP's response to the second wave of the pandemic. 
we all are aware of how the country had sort of let its guard down after the first wave of the virus. Leaders had declared how the fight against COVID had been won and went on to rally for assembly elections. Religious gatherings were allowed and that is when the second wave hit us on the face. As people struggled for oxygen and spaces to bury the dead, the resentment against the ruling party grew stronger because none of the leaders could be actively seen helping citizens in their time of need. To talk about this, we have with us today Indian Express's Liz Matthew. So, Liz, to begin with, can you take us back to how the BJP leadership responded to the first wave of the pandemic? During the first COVID wave, one can say the only political leaders lot whom we could see on the ground was the BJP's. There were uh, clear instructions from the central BJP. Then party president J.P. Nadda, who had taken over immediately his first mission or the first program in the party was to get the party leaders on the ground for services for the working migrants who working kilometers to their home state from their workplaces after the lockdown was uh, announced. That was in a way helped the BJP and the central government, which was under a lot of criticism for sudden move for a lockdown. It was only a four-hour notice, which was heavily criticized. But because of the works of BJP leadership in the in key states, party could hide it behind that. Because if you see the Twitter handles or social media pages of BJP leaders, we could see, you know, all of them were distributing ration kits. They were distributing food for the migrants and uh, setting up places for rest and uh, also isolation centers. I remember when um, one of us called uh, the BJP leader in Madhya Pradesh, he was saying that chapel bathroom. They were distributing chapels for the migrants who were like walking. And there was a coordination from the National Center and uh, BJP was um, very prompt in putting up. JP Nadaji has addressed this many video conferences. He addressed this thing. We have uh, distributed this many kits. We have uh, distributed uh, masks and sanitizers. The IOD MP, when I called him once, the, sorry, the Lalu Singh, the senior MP of BJP, he was saying that he was at a place where his daughter was overseeing the making of hand sanitizer, like, you know, they were actually producing it. This was the kind of work they were doing during the COVID first wave. Right. And now, Liz, if you can compare their response to the first wave with that to the second wave. During the second wave, especially during the COVID peak of that second wave, their timeline, the social media itself is a perfect example. We could see even the ministers, only thing they were posting was some kind of condolence messages or some response to particular people asking for help. The only people from BJP who were present on the ground were the youth wing people. That too, also like not all of them, only maybe some small teams here and there. And they were helping people. They were trying to arrange uh, oxygen cylinders. Whereas the Congress young leadership under the leadership of this Vivai Srinivas, he has been all over. His team were all across the country, you know, the social media. We could see things on the social media only that time because of the lockdown and other issues. They were full of like how they were helping, the, how they were reaching oxygen cylinders, arranging hospital beds, helping people to get ventilators and also reaching food and uh, other the materials, the medicines and the leadership. Even forget about the prime minister who was not there to address national address or something to 
like he did i am comparing it with the first wave even there was no addresses to the nation also even the bjp's national leadership was missing some mps like jodhiraj sindhya varun gandhi they also pointed it out that they were there to help people with the medical equipments or the hospitals and the mps may be helping in their own area most of them were not visible on the ground those people who came out like sandosh gangwar had complained that the state government or authorities were not cooperating he had written a letter to up chief minister you all aware of that so it was at least in the first 3 weeks when it was at the peak when the nation was going struggling with that pandemic uh, at its worst form it was ravaging the country these people were saying i think now they have taken that into account but uh, there was a drastic difference between the party's response in the first wave and in the second wave so then what were the reasons for the lack in response during the second wave uh, was it fear of the virus or was it leaders taking a break after the assembly elections see nobody knows the exact reason why the leadership was so hesitant in uh, pushing its uh, cadre or its leaders to the ground one of course maybe this was caught them off guard nobody expected and all of a sudden the government and the party declared it as a success over the victory over the virus we have seen leaders talking about how modi ji had defeated the virus and also like how he had end game of corona virus is declared i think after that they were quite embarrassed about it they didn't know what to do there was no preparation it was very unexpected to them it really shocked them that i think was one of the reason and uh, even the center leader because first wave also the state units and the local other units were put into action by the center leadership thing the center leadership also was silent so i think that suddenness and also that embarrassment after uh, declaring it as a victory and what happened and the shock unpreparedness of the government and the system which bjp would get affected direct because most of the states like the big states were ruled by the party right so now how has the party leadership responded to this rising discontentment on the ground you know the bjp's initial reaction to the criticism was to counter it if you see their reactions in the media and all it was like they have created a hashtag to attack the opposition party and the people who have been criticizing and they were in a denial mode their whole initial attempt was to cover up and also to counter the criticism against the center government or prime minister modi then they realized that that's not actually going down well with within the people and also their major uh, support base which is the middle class got affected because migrant class or advent demonetization and other even the migrant labor issue middle class was not directly so deeply affected so they were not so vocal against the bjp government but this second wave where people were left without oxygen the patients were left to die without hospital beds or ventilators that actually infuriated the middle class and they were out against the bjp and against the ruling party the ruling party leadership and even the center government and even the prime minister and now they have decided no we have to there is no point people have lost their family members people have lost their loved ones so no point in talking about that i have built this many aims or this many hospitals we have done modi ji has done this none of this is going to help you that realization has come to the top leadership now 
so they are back with this sevahi sangathan slogan jp nadda has been addressing party mps and mlas and asking them to go to the people who have lost their family members go to the hospitals help them ask them if they need anything support the district hospitals to install oxygen production centers to upgrade the hospitals this kind of help you know use your mlf or mp funds to help the hospital to get more beds these are the kind of help now they want you know it's not just mass distribution of or hand sanitizer distribution it is much we and also to reach food wherever it is required so this they have been said and also they were specifically want do not talk about your claims or you do not get into arguments about what the government has done or something now you have to help people we have to be empathetic to them sympathetic to them because otherwise no one is going to listen to you at all now let's another angle of criticism of the party's response to the pandemic has been the accusation that the leadership is more concerned about the party's image uh if you can talk a little bit more about this yes in the initial period bjp's response like they were in a denial mode they were not accepting that the government has failed or the system has failed to help people or provide the basic facilities the people want during a crisis like that getting oxygen cylinders or getting a hospital bed is a basic thing in any developing country also people would expect but the leadership was not ready and especially even the ministers which was shocking to many people more than to accept that publicly that okay we are trying what they were doing publicly was to defend the prime minister and here there was another issue everybody every critic attributed the second wave a reason as the bengal election or the public gathering at kumhmela or something there instead of keeping quiet agreeing with the, or like acknowledging the mistake or something bjp tried to defend bjp tried to defend that it was not because of us or it was not because of the election the leaders were saying there was no election in maharashtra there was no election in other state where uh, people I mean, we have seen a bad covid second wave this was their initial thing and then the second stage was in denial mode then try to to like cover up then the third stage was to attack those people who are they put this toolkit controversy where they accused the congress of providing a toolkit which according to bjp was the only basis for the foreign media reporting or the images of dead bodies across the country this couldn't be accepted by anybody then i think they realized that there were not many takers for that also they got the report from the ground that people are not buying into that then they got into then the realization came into the top leadership that this is not the way we should be countering it okay this is not how we have to counter it i think at least one or two top leaders whom i have met in the last few days have said this so we can hope that there we will see some more leaders on the ground active helping people and providing more assistance to the district authorities and other local authorities and finally coming to the latest covid updates on sunday the health ministry reported that the daily positivity rate for coronavirus infections in the country had declined to 11.34% as india recorded more than 240000 daily new cases which is the lowest figure since the 17th of april 
The decline in positivity rate comes in the backdrop of states extending their lockdowns and in some cases imposing fresh restrictions to continue the fight against the pandemic and reduce the burden on the healthcare system. In the latest round of announcements, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal extended the lockdown in the national capital till the 31st of May, while Uttar Pradesh, Haryana and Rajasthan extended the lockdown for another week. In Kerala, the lockdown was extended to the 30th of May while Tamil Nadu extended it by another week from the 24th of May. A day after the Indian Medical Association or the IMA demanded that the Union Health Ministry take action against Yoga Guru Ramdev for his remarks on allopathic medicines, Union Health Minister Harshwardhan has asked him to withdraw the statement. Calling Ramdev's statement on allopathic medicines as extremely unfortunate, Health Minister Harshwardhan said on Sunday, and I quote, the statement disrespects the corona warriors and hurt the sentiments of the country. Your statements on allopathy can break the morale of the healthcare workers and weaken our fight against COVID-19. Unquote. Meanwhile, US-based COVID-19 vaccine manufacturer Moderna has refused to send vaccines directly to the Punjab government, stating that it only deals with the center. Punjab's nodal officer for vaccination Vikas Garg said that according to the chief minister Amrinder Singh's directions, all vaccine manufacturers were approached for direct purchase of COVID vaccines, including Sputnik V, Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. The Punjab government said in a statement that according to Moderna's policy, it deals with the government of India and not with any state government or private parties. Notably, Punjab was forced to stop vaccination for Phase 1 and Phase 2 categories because of the non-availability of vaccine doses. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Snigda Sharma, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress.com. And if you like this show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website, indianexpress.com. 